Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NSA moment when they say that. I'm always like, it's being recorded. It's like, by who? I mean, all of the shit in our house is already recording us. I find that I'm having conversations with people, and all of a sudden, ads for things that I've been having a conversation about start popping up in all my shit. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. So, all you anti vaxxers out there, guess what? They already know where you are. Right. (laughs) And with that, it's us. I'm going to let you finish. Part you know of the Pantheon Pods fam, welcome. You know, it says Court Amy, blah, blah, blah. Y'all know. I'm waving as if right. people can see me. <laughs> Hi. Hi, people right. out there who can't see me. Well, anyway, so a bunch of sports stuff happened this weekend that uh, go. So Wimbledon, Novak Djokovic won. Again, he did. He did. No, yeah. Again, of course he did. Like, yeah, because nobody played this year. (laughs) Well, no. Well, he also beats everybody too. So, like, you know, and he's won all of the slams this year. If he wins the, he's going. If he's going to the Olympics, if he wins that and the U.S. Open, he'll have the golden slam. But um, um, Rafael um, Nadal didn't play. Yeah, he didn't play. No, he after the French, he's not playing. He didn't play that or the Olympics. I um, I just wish Djokovic wasn't such a dick because he is really a good player. But he's well, kind you of know a what? Dick. The best ones usually are right. There's an arrogance that you have yeah. to have to really be the champion. That's just yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, then we had the Amer. Was it? Is it the uh, America Cup where? Euro. No, the Copa. No, no, no. The, the Copa, Copa America. Yeah, the Copa yeah. America Cup where Argentina beat Messi, Brazil right. in Brazil. In, my, not really oh, happy for the Brazilians are not happy, but that happened. Well, the Brazilians haven't been happy in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, my one of my dear friends is an Argentinian Israeli fanatic. Oh, I'm sorry, Ash Barty won. <laughs> I didn't mention the the female champion. Oh, sorry, Ash, sorry. Yeah, I, and I just thought I'm like oh, poor Ash. And Ash Barty won the first. Australian to win since Yvonne Goulagong 40 years ago. Wow, that's ex- that's, that's kind of extraordinary because yeah, he yeah, used yeah, to yeah. dominate the game. Yeah. Well, um, my my dear friend Alex, mm-hmm. if he's listening, hi, is a fanatical soccer fan and in mm. fact, uh, and from Argentina, and in fact was a little put out that the Euro Cup was getting all the attention when right. the, the, <laughs> he was like, uh, fuck you. But yeah, because it was Friday and it was a big deal, but it kind of got a blip on the radar compared yeah. to the big England versus Italy Euro Cup. Yeah, um, which I lit- if I tell you, I literally caught the tail end of it. I was walking back uh, from the food pantry because I am a saint. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some bar, um, and it, that's when Italy hit the penalty kick. I gotta say, I mean, I do enjoy watching soccer. I still don't in, understand what's going on other than really fucking hot guys running up and down a field. Mm-hmm. I mean, a pitch. 
Mm-hmm. But um, I do like the groupness of everybody watching. It really does mm-hmm. highlight the 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 internationalness of New York because mm-hmm. you have everybody from everywhere rooting. And I guess that nobody wanted England to win because of colonialism or something. <laughs> that and. and <laughs> I know a lot of people did not want England to win. And and the interesting thing is, I kind of almost felt like they shouldn't have won because of how they got in there. The game before that, that, that semifinal match, when it came down to that penalty that got called it was a little sketchy and they got the penalty kick and that's how they got the one goal and it was kind of one of those calls where you're like was that really i don't think that was really a penalty but your people seem to be quite in america and all over all seem to be happy that i have no connection to italy or england other than just going to both of the countries Mm -hmm. before no connection but for some reason people were celebrating that they lost. It's kind of fucked up. But um, it's true. Like, you saw down a little Italy, there was sections of t- watch parties. People were oh, definitely everywhere. excited. My, yeah, our yeah. friend Roberta is in Italy right now. Mm-hmm. She goes, it's mental. I mean, I understand what some of the criticism of the English team, the British team was in terms of that, that the British soccer fans are notoriously assholes. Um, well, do you see what's happening after, right? It's, it right. immediately turned racist. And now they're having a bigger conversation about race and social media. And let me just say this. I want to just have a little rant right here. So okay, I'll, I'm going to go around. I'm going <laughs> to... You know, I find it quite interesting that people still want to act like race doesn't exist and I even have some people in my life who are like, I don't see race. And I'm like, I'm glad that you have the luxury of not being able to. Because as soon as these three men of color missed, four, I think it's three well, or well, the three who missed it, right, penalty right. kicks, immediately the racism was the first thing that was thrown at right. them. Well, and when I hear about social media com- companies always talking about, we're trying hard to figure out ways to get it down and filter it out, I call bullshit. Because let me just tell you something, Amy. You don't know how much and how many times a week I try and post music, 15-second clips to our social accounts. Right. That the co- Facebook and Instagram immediately block and take down. Imme- I got blocked. I got immediately. Blocked. No, I got blocked because I responded to somebody talking about needing an exterminator, and I made a comment about... Uh, dead mice, and they blocked me because it didn't meet yeah. community standards. But like, how does all this? How how can? But why is it that they can't seem to get that under control? I tried. I tried to put something up this morning, a music clip. I'm always because our show's a music show. I'm always trying to put music on there, and it's always getting blocked and taken down. So I don't want to hear that you cannot immediately do things like maybe if you see nigger coming through. Have a have a something. Well, yeah, I would it. think that that's a. Well, I, you I would, would think that that would be a pretty simple thing, right? That's usually one of the ones that everybody can agree on. Uh, yeah, that's usually one of the ones that it's universally. Yeah, you know, it's usually yeah, yeah, one of the ones where you're like, that, some Asian hate words. I think I think we can figure out a way. If you can block 
the random disco song from 1977. And I Dead think you Mice. can figure that out. And, and Dead, Dead Mice. Mice. And Dead Mice. Well, um, why don't we work on that a bit? Yeah, I, I will say this. Um, first off, your friends who don't see race must be the same friends of yours who are Republicans. So again, <laughs> we need to find you some new friends. <laughs> That's my I goal. I love that it still turns you out that I have a No, it's ridiculous. You're I, like, I don't understand how... How do you talk to them? I can't be friends with people who have shitty politics and shitty taste in music. That's mm. it. I can't sit in a room with somebody. Well, at this point, I feel like all politics is shitty. It's all right. a giant pot of shit. But I will, say, I will say this about the British thing. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, yes, they are notoriously racist. But I, if, if memory serves me, the Italians are the one who threw bananas on the, um, on the field. All of it. No, listen. Yeah, so everybody, a, no, no, no. everyone's hands dirty are secret. dirty. Everyone's dirty hands secret are dirty. that nobody wants to talk about. Nobody wants to be black. Right. None of them. No, yeah. Not, none of the minority groups. Not the, the minority groups who we should all be standing together will look at us and be like, the niggers are over there. And yeah. that's real talk. All right, but this is not about that. Let's right. move on. Well, speaking, <laughs> speaking, okay, this is a good, speaking about blackness. Okay, so there the is NBA going finals. To, oh, that. Oh, is that? Oh, okay. I was going to talk about Clive Davis, but do the oh, NBA no. finals. Oh, no. Oh, the NBA finals. Two teams none of us care about, but the Suns are up two games to one. The Bucks, the Bucks won the other game. There's another game tomorrow. Okay, great. Go, yeah, go, team. Great, great. Clive yeah. Davis. Yeah, who cares? Oh, okay. Now. So there's going to be this big concert in Central Park. No, no let's let's back up and talk. The way they made it sound, we're going to do a big welcome back New York. This was months ago when they told us it right. was going to happen. Right. And it was like, we're going to have amazing artists. I'm thinking, oh, my God, all these New York-based artists, they're going to rock and turn the pop well, out. I can't wait to see who do they get. And then Amy, please tell us what the Constellation Prize is, please. Okay, so first off, and you know I love you, but Paul Simon is a New York-based artist. So he's from Queens. He is New York. Did he so, move to Queens as a kid? No, was he, he born, was born in Jersey? Born and raised in Queens. Okay. Him and they are born. So whatever you may think of him, he is New York. Born Fine. and raised in Queens. From nine thousand fucking years. Doesn't matter. Ago. I'm New York from nine fucking thousand years ago. And you're fifteen times. He's richer than you. Okay. But you're about 15 times cooler than fucking Paul. I would actually pay to see you with the mic on stage, just going back and forth, all right. reading the audience. All right, all right. let me, your personal, yes. your taste okay. in music aside. All right, so the artists that have been announced <laughs> thus far are Paul Simon, who is from New York, who wrote The Only Living Boy in New York, by the way, which is a great fucking song, and The Boxer, which is about New York. But anyway, not defending, I'm saying he has written some good stuff. Not my cup I'm of tea, not but okay. he's not Okay, me and Julio down in the schoolyard. All right. Oh, Lord. Jennifer Hudson, who has nothing to do with New York, and not for nothing, uh, we're, uh, she's just a Clyde Davis plant. And Bruce Springsteen, who, yes, technically is not from New York, but he's a tri-state area. He is heavily identified with, I will give him that. All right. With These are Jersey. All Okay, it's not only New York. No, but the concert is Welcome Back New York. This is about, it is New York. This concert is billed as New York is back. All right. Where I, are the big, there's no contemporary New York artists. Well, there's no black. Right. They asked Diana Ross, who's from Detroit. She, she said did, no. She, she, all right. Uh, yes. I, the point I'm trying to make is, to me, yes, there are two issues. First off, 
if we're going to be tech, you know, the geography, though, Bruce Springsteen is a huge draw and, and he is inspiring and he is still a fucking consummate showman. He has a show on Broadway right now. He has this is not a diverse show. Okay. That's my problem. All right. That is the point I'm trying to make. Wait, and isn't Barry Manilow on this show? It's like, oh. what old, this, I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep, because every time I think about it, I get so upset. I was ready to, I was like, I will go to the park. We're going to dance. We're going to have a good time. And now it's like, what's happening? Well, that's the that's what I, that's what I'm saying. The problem with the show. You're not even interested in this show. Oh, I'm not interested in any show. I'm not going to. I'm not. Standing <laughs> that's not in, true. If, I, if they said Pet Shop Boys are coming, I'm not not in I'm not standing in Central Park for hours on end. The point. <laughs> I, the point is, is that thus far the announced guests do not are are skew a very old demographic or older demographic, uh, Springsteen less so, uh, a very white demographic. And it's like, if you're welcoming back New York, where now? I am going to hope that the other announced guests are going to reflect, maybe they'll get Mark Anthony in there if he wants to do it. Maybe they'll have some rap music. Maybe they'll have God help us, they could drag Alicia Keys out there to scream New York State, uh, Empire State of Mind. But I'm hoping that. But the, thus far, Barry Manilow? It's like was Neil Sedaka unavailable? It's like... I mean, it's no like, disrespect. It's like no disrespect. With special guest Engelbert Humperdinck, because that's where uh, we're going. That would be point. more interesting. I mean... <laughs> Yes, but are there no old New York it's, queens you could drag out there? It's like this thing. No, it's I'm just a bad. So and, I'm, I mean, hoping, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Can you find a black person? It's like it's Jennifer like, Hudson. I am going yes, to hope but Jen, that this. But you know what? She's the one who they're going to have open up and sing something like "America the Beautiful" because that's Clive, right? Because what is she singing? She's not going to sing know. any of her songs. And I hope she doesn't come out there and sing, and I'm telling you I'm not fucking going Central Park. Well, like I said, I, I, am, uh, I am disappointed thus far. I am hoping that they're going to bring other people out. But for right now, it's just Wait, like... And the two old geezers are fighting because they both want the closing spot. Well, well anybody who thinks that they're going to go on after <laughs> Springsteen is a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> As I have said, going demanding that you go on after Springsteen is the equivalent of the Rolling Stones. Uh, Do you want to know when it would have been fierce to me if it was fucking Simon and Garfunkel? That would have been amazing. Yeah, but, but they, they don't, don't fuck, fuck with each other. And that's it. So other. then I don't want to see Paul Simon by himself. I know. I, I, you're making a... Paul Simon is still a Okay, great he musician. is. But he is. But if you go to our Facebook... Not one person is being like, wow, I want to go see no, him. No, no one is saying they want to see him, but we can't say. This is, but we're, we're saying two different things, and you're not listening. I've never said Paul Simon's not a great artist. Yeah. I did not say, that is not who anybody wants to see in the park, no. in Central Park. This is not a great welcome back to New York concert. This is old white men picked by the oldest white men and Jennifer Hudson. Right. Well, as I said, I wouldn't want to go see it. Paul Simon does have a history with Central Park in terms of concerts. I wouldn't want to see it, yeah. but we'll see what happens. My Ugh. hope is, is that 
they will start because they said there are other people that they are going to start announcing and that this is the thing. Mm -hmm. But anybody who mm -hmm. thinks that they can go on after Bruce Springsteen is smoking something because Bruce Springsteen, even in his 70s, if he can Oh, no, he's going to rock the house burning. down. Yeah. So it's like, why would you want to go on after no. You're going to yeah. strum your guitar and be singing like fucking Dust in the Wind and some shit after this God, motherfucker does. On. 10th Avenue Freeza. Yeah, he didn't sing <laughs> Dust in the Wind. That's Kansas. Whatever. Same thing. <laughs> right. Again, I am not a huge Paul Simon fan, but he has a catalog. I mean, but yes, but he's going to be like, no, not at all, Courtney. You're being very unfair. No one wants to hear that. We thought we were going to be in the park talking about fucking, you know, I thought it was going to be like some Jay-Z. I thought we were going to get it. Well, you know, he likes anything where he can be the headliner and be in the park. We'll see what happens. Like I said, right now it sucks. I'm hoping it'll be. And that's not, and I didn't mean, I just thought it was going to be more to artists like that. So I thought they wanted a rocking concert. I didn't think they wanted like the Philharmonic. Okay. I'm never in my life believe this is circle the calendar that this I mean, is the day I'm defending. Why didn't you, if you're going to do all of that, why didn't they just get Babs? I mean, I would have fucked with it for Babs. Maybe you know they asked her and she turned it down. You know? We don't know who they turn out. All right, they're going to announce in a couple of weeks who the other people are. Fingers crossed so far, I'm not that interested. Um, so, so far, you're right. I'm not that interested. I feel like this concert, this concert is the kind that's going to have stations where you can get a glucose test Get your blood pressure checked. Courtney, and, Courtney, and, uh, uh, you resemble that remark, as do uh, I. Yes, <laughs> yeah. but the difference is I'm not going to the concerts Me when neither. we're doing that. Me you neither, know? Me neither. I can't stand up for that long. No, I'm, I'm not going. I cannot stand up for that long. All right, I just want to really, do you want to, let's see, do you have any kind of gossipy kind of stuff? Because I wanted to talk about this Netflix series, which I am late to going to, but have you seen any of it? This is pop. No, I haven't seen it yet, but I have it earmarked to watch. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was just, it was just, um, I've heard about it. I wanted, I wanted to watch it. So it's a, it's a series on Netflix, which is based on a podcast called This Is Pop, which mm -hmm. I haven't listened to, but I suppose I should. Um, and so they have about eight or nine episodes, maybe. Mm -hmm. And one is about you know, how it's, it's about that moment when something happened in music. So they have a whole thing about the Swedish takeover, Max Martin, starting mm -hmm. from ABBA, the Swedish producers. And then they have one about, we talked a little bit about, about auto-tune, that one. Mm -hmm. And the two I watched last night was the one about that moment when Britpop took over. And you know I am a yeah, ride-or-die yeah, yeah. Oasis mm -hmm. fan. Mm -hmm. And it's great to watch the, the Oasis blur battle um, from the British perspective. This is right. totally from a British perspective. Oh, okay, cool. And then, um, but the uh, the boys to men one is fascinating. Um, and that's an American uh, perspective because I think people now, not us, because we were around, we were writing about music mm -hmm. and making music and in the business. Mm -hmm. People forget how massive boys to men were. And Huge. not only massive... I mean, breaking records, you know, 13 From weeks. From that first album to that second album, they, yeah, were, they were massive, huge. ubiquitous, 14 weeks on the charts, 17 mm -hmm. weeks on mm -hmm. the charts. And not only huge, but 
they had a huge white audience without a without sacrificing or losing their black audience. Right, and they still do. Oh, they, they, yeah. That's why they tour all over the world. They can go, they can go all over Europe. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I, I spent a, a good part of that period of time. Um, I used to say when I worked at BH1, my job was to tell the producers which one was Wanye and which right. one was Nathan. <laughs> no, that's that guy is Wanye. Mm -hmm. um, so I've interviewed them a bunch of times. They're lovely. I've seen them perform. They're fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a really interesting, because it was a, a, a serious, serious moment. I would go back to high school if um, someone would play End of the Road as my final dance. I would mm. re-enroll. <laughs> I mean, I think that's I think that's a perfect song. End it's of beautiful. The road. It's yeah, beautiful. it's a beautiful song. First of song. all, they had real, they had pure vocals. You know beautiful. what I mean? And that, and, and that was the time where all of those guys, especially the black groups that we don't really talk about anymore, Silk, you know, right. uh, Shy, Shy, Jagged True. Edge. True. True. Right, those guys had vocals they, and yeah. the harmonies. And the boys, what really set boys to men apart was their harmony. Oh, they, they were really, phenomenal Their singers. harmonies were amazing. They were pure singers. Yeah, I would yeah. say the only group that had those kind of harmonies at that point. And then they do a great job of saying how they set this standard. And then surprise, surprise, the white groups came. And mm -hmm. pretty much. Nick Lachey is, is fantastic in this. He's really breaks it down and it's very honest. They didn't get mm -hmm. any of the idiots from like NSYNC or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But Nick Lachey is great. But I would say the only group at that time who had those kind of harmonies, but they were not mainstream was Take Six. Well, yeah. Well, because they were an acapella group. Right. You know what I mean? That's, that's the how they started. And the wine -ins. And you know, yeah. they're, they're a church family and they're brothers. Exactly. And the thing is, you no one can harmonize like, like look at the Clark sisters. You know what I mean? Exactly. They sound, they can sound like one pure voice when they right. harmonize. And the wine you know? The wine yeah, Absolutely. Too. They have so, those vocals that are so, layered and layered. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, this is just, it, it's, and, and Michael Bivens, who the myth of them discovering him is sort of blown up in a great way, but it's a great, um, it's a great little slice and mm. I mean we remember it people our age remember it But I would say that if you're younger you may not remember it, and they got dismissed I I'm not saying that I am like so fucking cool or so something whatever, but I That era the LaFace Flight time we're gonna talk about that era mm. was as important to me as smashing pumpkins and all that bullshit yeah, was for other people I was like who cares? I can't sing what I can't it was sing soul any of songs. Music, it was R and B uh -huh. music, it was important music, it was albums that sold a gazillion copies. It's bazillion. songs that are still played today on Urban AC and AC radio. And don't sound dated. No. Don't because black so that's music. That's the writing and the production. Yeah, it's production. Black music yeah. often is trend oriented and production, not all. And no, so they it's worth watching. It's a all music pop, it all goes through those moments, right? Yeah. And then and what happened with those groups was, it's funny that you would say that, is that it became all right, well, you now you need to have more hip hop sound. Remember that came right. into R and B and if you didn't have the it, latest rap dude on, on right. uh, rapper on your single it became harder to get well that's the, the era of hip-hop hip soul comes but that's in. also and i've said this and i stand by it black radio failed black artists yeah well watch this i'd be interested in seeing because it, it does a really good story it's a story you and i and a lot of people who listen to our show and a lot of our friends know mm -hmm. but it's interesting to see it laid out 
um, in a very sort of methodical, interesting, the guys themselves, they look good. I mean, they were kids when they started this group. Um, right. And they, it's just good. I really liked it a lot. But the reason I sort of watched it, other than the fact that I'm done with my latest French television show and I needed to hear something in English, just to remind myself that mm. it is my native language, is that um, during that era, there were like two camps of producers. You were either L.A. and Babyface and Daryl Simmons or you would Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And that was it. You would pick up every album. It'd be like LaFace, 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 Flight Time, Flight Time, Flight Time. And they built this monolith of sound and they changed the sound of black music and white music, but music in general. And so there is, believe it or not, the very first Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis album. Yes, there is. Volume one, meaning there's a volume two. And Courtney and I talked about it a little last time because I had a seizure finding out that they're going to be working, but we'll be both had a seizure finding out that they're going to be working with Robin, who's going to be on the second volume. So there's a lot of press about this album. You can read about, you know, the times it's gotten a lot of quote unquote mainstream press. I know you are not a huge fan of the records. I'm going to defend it. So you go first and then I'll defend it. (laughs) Hi, it's boring. You can go. (laughs) I'm bored by, and I love them. Of course, it's great production. The songs are fine, but I find it boring. It is, there are not a lot of songs. The only song, well, first off, it's like the great, it's like a fucking dream team of 90s artists. So you Mm -hmm. have, Babyface on a Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis track, which I don't think has ever been done, which is like the Olympic dream team. You have Morris Day, which is with the roots inexplicably, but whatever. Tony Braxton, who sounds great, still one of the best singers. Uh, Boys to Men are on it. Um, Mariah. Mariah. Um, so, oh, sure. yeah. Listen, yeah. they're perfectly fine songs. It's not, a, it is not. It's it's that one side of them. It is more the ballad side. And I don't have a problem with that. I just you know some yeah. I when it, if you're gonna give me that tempo, I need it. I I need it to be an album I can just put on and play, and it just gives me all the feels. And I just I found myself bored. So halfway yeah. through, I was playing something else. Listen, I'm I listened to it so I could say I listened to it. Am I gonna go back and listen to it? Probably not. Probably not. Which means oh. it's not great. Because no. great albums bring you back to it. Yeah. Like, oh, I need to hear that again. Yeah. But it's nice to hear that sound, and it's really interesting, and it's nice to hear those singers again. And it's interesting to read these interviews with them because they talk about um, why this is their first record, and like all, they just decided basically we're not giving these songs to anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. We're giving, so I like them a lot. Also. Oh, we love them. They're legends. They're icons. And, and they know who I am which is mm-hmm. shocking. So for me, again, I, I have a, I'm a simple woman with simple tastes. Listen, when, I fuck with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. It's they're not, not going to make, to me, they don't make terrible music. They don't. I, they don't. I'm, I'm more interested to see what part two and some tempo. Like, you know, it's hard for me in the summer too. Like, you know, it's been a long, we've been locked in the house yeah. and shit. I need some tempo. Right now, my ears aren't even going to be really tuned to a whole yeah. full This is slow, more of a fall, winter record. record. It's like, I just need yeah. escapism music. No, I understand. I, I mean, like, again, am I going to listen to this a lot? But there are some moments that I really, I really do like the Babyface track. I really do like um, the Tony Braxton track. It's just nice to hear that kind of stuff. But it's sort of seeing their names come up again. Courtney and I started thinking about, 
as we've both said, and I mean, we've talked about them a lot. They are, they're just like, I don't want to say Lennon and McCartney, but they are as important. They are hugely influential, hugely important production team. Um, you want to give like a little background on them and then we can just talk about. Well, you know, listen, well, we, we don't need, they're, they're Janet Jackson's most iconic period. Right. From Control, 1814, into Janet, into Velvet Rope, into All For You, and then they came back around again to um, Unbreakable in 2015. It's it's her most iconic period. So that's, to me, you know, stands into a category all on its own, right? Because that's the right artist, the right time, the energy is perfect. Yeah. Superstar, you can't predict that kind of stuff. And that kind of partnership so that stands on its own. But then we want to go back to, you know, Clarence Avant hiring them and the work that they did with SOS Band. And, well, what a, and the time, and, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, the time to me, like, they're in the time. and But the time, I don't count that as much because that was such Prince's thing that they didn't get to do the things right. that they wanted to do. He told them how to play the songs. He right. Told, you know what I mean? Because that was really his thing on... He gave them that deal... So they really got to break out on their own, leaving them. Remember, he fired them. Right, for being late to a show. Because they were like, stuck. they couldn't get there because they were producing music for SOS and I guess it was a storm yeah. or something. They couldn't get back and he fired them. But listen, you think about those SOS band records mm. and those beats, but to me from that period, and, you mm, know, you so got good. Alexander O'Neill and everybody. And hu the, now was Human League before? Human before League SOS? Yeah, it's after. It's after. Okay. Human League is, you know, they start coming to you. The art, white artists like that start coming to you after the big mainstream success. So that's right. after Janet Jackson has taken over the world and all of that. That's like after Control and I believe right before Rhythm Nation, maybe. Yeah, I, Human League was like 84, 85 No, it was wanted... later. It was later than that. It was like was around it? 86, wasn't it? So, I mean, Babyface, obviously, Babyface, Jam, and Lewis, they were like the Twin Towers, basically. I mean, this Absolutely. Is, but I think, I think, even though Babyface, even though they're both from Funk Band, La they Face, both remember that? Band, that was, you look on the back, it'd be like a La Face production or... Half, half or, and half. Yeah. And then later on, So So Def came into the picture, but these, those, at that period, it really was. Yeah, it was them. The two it was of them. them, yeah. And you worked, um, and, and... I would say, I would say, even though uh, LaFace had lots of songs with beats, obviously, Ain't Too Proud to Beg, you know, TLC, I would say... All of in Paul the, Abdul's first whole album. I would, uh, yeah, I would say that in the beginning, I think that, uh, I think Jam and Lewis were associated a little bit more with a harder kind well, of... Well, Minneapolis Funk, they brought yeah, that, yeah, that they, which is a different sound that you, than you, what you were going to get from the South in Atlanta, which is where LaFace was. You know, that was, that was soul and that was hip-hop, but that was Southern hip-hop yeah, and that, that right. influence. In Minneapolis, you know, they came from the Prince camp, so it was that funk that they brought and kind of gave edge. To me, nothing says it more than the Sherelle Affair album. Mm. From start to finish, every right. track. It is a brilliant album, and I, I always felt that album came after they produced Control and right before they dropped 1814 for Janet. And I always felt if Janet had sang that album, she would have had hit after hit after hit after hit. And Sherelle did have a number one hit with Everything I Miss at Home, which is her only number one. But I do believe 
that to me it stands up there with the best of their work as an album top to bottom. And and one of the one of the tributes to them and tributes to Sherelle is that didn't mean to turn you on was covered by Robert Palmer. Mm-hmm. And he did a great version. Of, I and that's on a different album. That's not on the Affair album, right? Yeah. Um, so they, yeah. I mean, you know, yes, they were working with those men. You know, Alexander O'Neill, who, for my money, is one of the great undersung artists of that time. He mm-hmm. kind of fucked himself out of a career, but that said, he was. I, I just think he is a phenomenal. All true, all true man is. It's a great album. It's a top to bottom great album. Hearsay uh, is a great album. Yeah, yeah, top to bottom. So I, I think that. Um, I mean, the, listen, I could and I could seriously listen to, uh, and then they worked with New Edition. They helped bring them into a new era with any heartbreak. Listen, I can if listen it isn't to love, if it isn't love. Still I could listen to that, that every day. It's a listen, perfect. It is a perfect to song. this day. When that comes on at any black function, everybody you loses their shit. It's a great song, and it's been duplicated. Sensitivity by Ralph Tresvant is a great song. Um, I mean, they to me, they never really made a bad song, whether they were going kind of harder edge and bringing in more of a hip-hop kind of vibe with Janet, with Rhythm Nation, which borrowed heavily from P.E. Um, Look at what they, they did for Thelma Houston with her single, You Used to Hold Me So Tight. Yeah, Nona Hendrix, Why Should I Cry?, Solo, the song Heaven, SOS Band, Sounds of Blackness, which were, you know, Optimism. Shante Moore, who I never understood, never had a bigger career because she's another undersung. Just vocals, uh, vocals, yeah, vocals, 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 you know. I mean, when I was going through the list of looking who they worked with, it was easier to find out who they didn't work with, basically. Right. They right. worked with everybody, and and they it's it's a hard thing to have a trademark sound without sounding the same each time. Right. And they definitely had a trait. I mean, you hear that swoosh of synthesizer come in and that's them. But no, I, I just think that it's not like they've never gotten their due. They obviously have gotten their due. It's not like they're struggling underground artists that nobody's fucking heard of. You know, right. um, when, you know, people will know who they are if anything horrible ever happens to them and they know who they are now. But I, I just think that in so many ways that era of black pop is still not given the due the no, real due that it should be I, I, I just talked about this last week on the show when i talk about having black artists at pop it's like they're treating as forgotten it's like it's never celebrated a lot of times it's almost treated like it's some weird anomaly in certain aspects especially from certain periods like they really tried to erase janet jackson but janet jackson was a pop monster machine for years where all of those songs were such huge, huge who, who, who pop tried, records. I'm going to argue, who tried to erase Janet Jackson? Uh, I think you saying that every Janet Jackson fan would look at you like, I'm sorry, after her breast came out and she was banished from radio. But that's not... No, no but that's, hold on, hold on. You just asked, let me answer. Thank you. She was erased. They stopped playing her song on all of the pop radio stations because they were owned by one company, all of the video stations. And if you even think about it now, in rotation, when you listen to a lot of those stations that play old shit, they don't play a lot of her songs. But a lot of those songs are huge. Top five, 
number one top 10 U.S. pop hits. Okay, where is it? We have a different. My, I think you know that I'm aware of that. I'm talking mm-hmm. about when you said they. I don't know. Who, I didn't know who you meant by they. Did the industry, uh, the Viacom, and all? Of course, we've talked about that. I thought you meant the fans. No, was, the fan. Listen, Janet Jackson is still Janet Jackson because of right. us fans who love her. You know that's what I mean? What it's it, like that's yeah, what yeah. I the meant. fans never tried to erase Janet. That's Jackson, what I meant. That's but they made it a really years. hard way to go. And still to this day, I, you know, she started getting her props more in the last few years again but i like to hear her music more in rotation and not just nasty and rhythm nation she has a full catalog of songs that we you know that's our generation too of being in the music industry when a janet drop was a big deal it was a big deal deal for pop it was a big deal for the bottom line of of the record companies and you know to this day to a certain extent like the the new the girl who's getting through and getting to be the, the woman of color having big pop moment is Doja Cat, surprisingly enough. She's the one who's yeah. got big pop hits here and internationally they love and she her. she works with a rapist, whereas you Janet know? didn't. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh. Sorry. She is, she still with a, work, is she still yes. working with him? Of course she is. She doesn't give a fuck. Um, so, is, mm-hmm. so is Saweetie for what it's worth, too. Mm-hmm. Everybody conveniently kind of looks the other way. But I misunderstood what you said by that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The fans, no, listen. The yeah, fans yeah, yeah. Are the, no, the fans are the reason why Jan, it's always what, been justice what to Viacom Janet. What you know? did to Janet is is well documented. Mm-hmm. And when Justin, I mean, that's a whole nother fucking. And but you I know what? Wanted, and you know what's really interesting about that? His career has been weird ever since, you know, that moment resurfaced with him doing the Super Bowl. And I believe he's working on the record. Let's see what the audience is for that, because that audience has passed. These it's young girls don't care. They don't care about him. Yeah, the people who care. used to love him are grown women, and they're going to show up. And I think nah. he's lost a lot of black people. And oh, that I was a big he, I part. Think for sure, he that has. was a big part of the audience. That so was who's going to care? Yeah, nobody cares about country music, uh, Justin. But I just wanted to make sure <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah, people yeah. listen. That's why I was because I was confused. I was like. You know that they tried to erase Jack. No, that no, was no. such a big I mean, thing. I literally wrote the essay. <laughs> I was about to say, like, you kind of did. I literally wrote You know some people be like, bitch, I could write the book. You kind of right. did. Yeah, so I just wanted to make sure for everybody keeping track of Amy's whiteness. I was like, I'm very aware of that, believe me. And you me. guys should also keep track that Amy has a really good new haircut. You guys oh, can't, I do. See well, you can't see it. But it's a really, it's a, it's a Courtney, really good Courtney new haircut. Courtney has new glasses. I have a new haircut. It's a brand new us. But anyway, getting back to... Um, She's like, do not write to me on social media about Janet. I no, know. No, I no we, know, know. we know. We know. We know. We're going to... No, she... Um, I you know what would think, be good though? I just think Jam and Lewis going, did yeah. like an all-star concert. Like if they did, you know how they do those like fucking tribute shows, like Stock Aiken and Waterman did to you celebrate the anniversary, and they had all the artists come back and did their record. Well, that's they a, had one. Oh my god! Yeah, but you know, listen, if they know. had one, it had like SOS. Were they mid condition too? Yes. Yes. They must. They, they of course produce, they were, because I produce, went to that studio. I went yeah. to Lifetime once. They interviewed. They produce a bunch of shit. Listen, that their reach goes so deep. We're gonna put out a really good playlist oh, to I go love with them. this. No, show. I really yeah. do. I love them, but I. Um, and you know, she, my favorite oddball one is their Pia Zadora album that they produced. Uh, 
I'm going to go outside and smoke a cigarette, which I haven't done in 35 years. Listen, they produced When the Lights Go Off of Pia That was produced in 1988. I heard 1988. Farmer, too. Well, hold on. It was in 19... <laughs> Don't come for Lynn. Did you see her the other day on the on the red carpet in Cannes? She had the slit. I was like, Milan, Milan. Anyway, that's another story. Yes. Um, you do know I'm your only friend who actually fucking knows who she is. Well, now, now my friends are now starting to know because I won't stop talking about it, but they all find it weird and everybody's like, I don't get your obsession with this. It's quite all right. And it's like my obsession with Pia. Now, this album was originally supposed to be on Epic because, you know, she was on, she was, she's part of the Sony family. They decided not to release it. They only released it in Europe where it was a flop. But I love the single, Dancing Out of My Head. And, you know, it's one of those albums where it's really good Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis beats. And maybe Pia's singing. <laughs> and yeah. maybe Pia is singing. But you also hear Lisa Keith singing. Yeah, let's put that very in loudly. Let's, put, let's, <laughs> let, let's see. Let's. All right. She's not singing. She's singing. But listen, I love Pia, and I love. I that's, know. that's one of those to be weird pieces yeah. of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, where well, you got to at least listen to the album once, and you'll probably be like, "What the hell is this?" But it's, it's okay. just like I love it. We love them, and so I'm. It, it's it's you know. It, <laughs> Nothing. We love Jimmy. We love Terry. And yay for them. All right. Uh, before my computer crashes, <laughs> uh, what are you listening to now, right now? Now, well, right now. What are you listening to now, right now? <laughs> well, I'm trying to get into this No Allegria record that everybody loves her. And, you know, I get why people like her. She's the latest in the, you know, Janet Whisper Sing Club. And it's very sort of like, that moment and it's good the music's good it's decent it doesn't it's nothing that i have not heard before but it's a cute groove i don't hate it i feel like i mean it's interesting that she's persian i guess right. um yes um to me it's hilarious to me that she changed her name from a unpronounceable name to an even more unpronounceable <laughs> name um, which thing. is like okay it's like but um i clicked on know. 15 interviews to hear somebody say introduce say it, so i, I know like, i'm like I, I yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was like okay but that's neither here nor that um you know um she sounds like she um listened to a lot of sade but didn't pick up the idiosyncrasies of sade so it's not bad no. i listened to it but i'm like okay you know this is fine yeah it, this is not gonna. No animals were harmed during the recording of this album. It's fine. Next, it's fine. I can but now listen, say if I, I was young, to, but, but the thing yeah. is, if I was young, uh, uh, that vibe would get me. But to me, I'm like, totally. I hear all the influences, <laughs> and I don't have a problem with that. Will I listen to it again? No. I'll play her. I'll actually play her album again. I would. Yeah. It's like, and it, it's not. It's, it's her not second album, right? Yeah, it's like, like yes. Yeah, so yeah. All right. What else you listen to? Yeah, New Vince Staples, because I really like Vince Staples. That's interesting to me, because I know you're not a hippity-hoppity guy, no, but, but I like, I him, like too. him, I like him, too. And I like people like him, where they're saying something, I can hear it. It's not mumble. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I like skills. I, always I like his vibe. I like yeah, his vibe, I will, I will too. always, always, always pay attention and give it up to somebody who has skill in their they have a point of view, and I feel like he always has a point of view, and he makes good music. Yeah, I like, I like him, too. 
I'm listening to the new Salt record called uh, Nine, which is only going to be available for like three weeks, or and then it's going to disappear. Mm -hmm. I have to say that I got turned on to Salt by two friends of mine, one of whom is Bill Coleman. Mm -hmm. And what the best thing I can say, and they're very prolific. This is mm -hmm. their third album in like 18 months or something like that. Mm -hmm. The best thing I can say about Salt is I can't describe them. Mm. I, I don't know. I mean, are, are they black music? Yes. Are they doing alternative? Yes. Are they doing, you know, all sorts of, and, and. That's what I love when it's just music, man. Right. Doesn't fit not, in, it doesn't fit in any box. It's just right. great music. And not indescribable in the sense of like, what the fuck are they doing? Right. It's just a fusion of so many right. different things. I always get a Young Disciples vibe off of that, mm -hmm. which is not a bad thing at all. No, Maybe that's an amazing, has, yeah, yeah. A talking loud vibe is great. And the other thing I've sort of been, I mentioned, I don't know if I brought and I brought it in and out quickly, but I, I've been going back a little bit listening to Second Line by Dawn Richards, just because it's mm. an interesting record. Well, um, it, Ricard. Oh, sorry. Ricard's, <laughs> Ricard. Ricard. Okay. Oh, yeah. She's Nora from New Orleans. Uh, she, uh, she's amazing. I think and her projects are amazing. Like, she's another one. And I love that she's a black girl who really plays in the dance field. Yeah. And I really love that it's always an original approach. She's not mm -hmm. trying to follow a trend. And I think she's a great songwriter and, and I love her presentation. She, she's another underrated one who, you know, puts out these records that are great. And right. again, black radio and formats have failed black artists. Well, I also think that the, the problem with her, not, not the problem with her, the problem was that she got her start as part of a manufactured girl group. Mm -hmm. You know, Danity Kane, which is just like, you know, whatever. But and I like so, those two Danity Kane albums, so here's the thing. And, and the fans who love those albums, those are two platinum albums, those were really well-produced and well-written albums. That's the thing. Yeah, I think that when and I then she went to Diddy Dirty Money. Right, that thing. But right. you know, but people have such five minute memory. These young kids don't remember that. I just think sometimes when you're out there on your own and you're doing innovate, it's like when we talked about Sparks, right? They're so what they did and and how they were is so outside of a box. Right, it's just not not every piece of consumption is going to get it. Well, and she she's very fierce in a way that only I really think fierce musical mind and fierce kids are really going to gravitate toward that. Yeah, no, it's an interesting, and second line refers to the second line in New Orleans. She's kind mm -hmm. of dipping into that. Uh, FYI, Sparks is touring next year. Which is going to be amazing. Which is great. I love the fact that these guys are in their 70s and they're being reinvented, not, not reinvented, re discovered, rediscovered, yeah. well, and I love it. I love what it. What we always say, like, if you can stay in the game long enough, long enough. and be authentic and keep working, that shit can come around again. We've seen it happen for people yeah. on different times. Remember Speak the moment truth. with Benny King because of Stand By Me, the movie, he brought the song Stand By Me back, then he had another big hit again. He right. had a, Stay oh, true like, to yourself. Yeah. That's and the thing. keep thing's. working and, and stay in your craft and work in your craft and hone your craft and keep going. You just never know. You never know. All right. Um, final words before we say adios? Um... Well, rumor has it that there's a second person leaving The View, but we don't know who yet. Uh, my bet is on Sunny because she's boring. <laughs> or could be, so smart, though. She's, but I like her as a legal analyst. I don't like her on The View. I love her as a legal analyst. Yeah. I, I feel like she needs to go back to being a legal mind. She's wasting 
her 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 ship on the her intelligence I really, on the I show. Really, yeah. I really do believe it. Yeah. Um, and evidently, Ramona's been fired from the Real Housewives of New York. She's oh, not being asked back. Fuck her. Yeah, fuck her. Fuck her. Trump COVID denying She's ass. A, and you know, just no Trumpers on television. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry, Andy Cohen. You are an out gay man in New York City, and if you're giving these women who are COVID deniers and racists a check, then you are complicit. End of story. You can have a conservative voice without being a Trumper. Well, you know, he doesn't Trumper. work at the network anymore. I don't So care. the network, I'm sure, ultimately makes the yeah. final decision. I stopped watching. You know, I used to be an avid housewife. Yeah, me too. I stopped I watching it all years ago. Because well, to me, they used to I was be... watching it last year. I well, <laughs> the first... <laughs> <laughs> to me, I stopped years ago because it, you, they used to be a lot of fun to me with the yeah. occasional fight like friends do. But then it became you have to like a bunch of people who don't know each other anymore. Right. And you have to bring that kind of drama. And the fights got so crazy that I was like, they're all playing. I, I kind of feel like I don't want to watch a bunch of women treating each other like this well, on a consistent basis. Yeah. It seems now, a and, little and, ugly. And the drinking, I mean, you know, we could, uh, we don't, you're watching people who are, who are alcoholics and drug addicts on television and it's not fun after a while. And Leah is just the worst kind of white person ever. I like, I've never seen anybody go from like the coolest to like the worst, like the, like the type of white person that black people look at you like, oh, I got nothing to do with this bitch. Well, I used to work with Heather, Heather Thompson from New York. Heather worked with us for years, and Heather's great. That's so what I heard. When I see like whatever's happened on TV, I'm like, <sighs> she's a really great person. So I don't know what this mess is about. Hey, <laughs> you know, she's not even a messy girl. So yeah. anyway, guys, thank you. You know the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can look for us at you know. Remember, we're on the Pantheon Podcast Network. We're on their main feed where there's a tons of amazing music shows. If you Great. love music, there is a show for you. Scripted, not scripted, tons of scripted shows. Tons of scripted shows about rock, every kind of subject. We're there. Then you know us, we're everywhere now. We're on iHeart, we're on Deezer, we're on Google, we're on Apple, we're on Huda Hada Hukalakali, we're on Hukalani, we're <laughs> everywhere. So follow us there. And remember, we're on our Facebook a lot, because if you're old, you listen to this show, so you're on Facebook, where I'm gonna let you finish all it's one word. It's the easiest one to just copy and paste. If you're in your 30s, you're on Instagram. So yeah. that is, uh, I'm going to let you finish NY or, or Twitter at Finish Ima. I know we hate that too, but what can we do? There's and do. if you're younger than that, you're probably not listening to us, so your parents are forcing you to, hey, you have a smartphone, follow us on all of those things. We curse, we're fun, and we like gummy bears. So in that I respect. Like, I don't like gummy bears. So. I don't like, I have fucked up teeth. They get stuck oh, in there. I'm like, how can you not like a gummy bear? Well, you like edibles. You know, listen, I feel like that's a very unchristian thing for you to do to attack. Those Guess are for my I'm those are for my motherfucking sciatica. I'm unchristian. <laughs> Ba-boom. My my sciatica. I understand. I understand. I understand. All right. I got it right here. You see, it's here in this part. It's in my arm. It's right here. It's the sciatica. <laughs> my sciatica's in my nose. Ow. <laughs> Ow, my sciatica. <laughs> and on that note, bye, everybody. Bye, kids. Real sciatic, the curve.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 